This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. That I sort of talk about on the recruiting process because of the size of the school, because of the way TCU is structured and located, everything is right here, and because of our core values as a, as a university with the whole family aspect to it, I, I'll let the students know, you come to TCU, you're not just going to know athletes, you're not just going to hang out with athletes, you're going to have friends outside uh, the athletic department. That is the voice of David Roditi, the TCU head men's tennis coach. David is a graduate of TCU from the class of 1996, and he joins us to talk about his student-athlete career, his professional tennis career, and how he has led the Frogs to their first national championship in school history. And we have a special guest with us today. We have a new national champion head coach with us. It is TCU alum David Roditi. So, Coach Roditi, how are you today? Thank you, Rob. I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting times for, for all of us, uh, our program, our alumni, our ex-tennis players. It's very exciting times, so thank you. And Coach Roditi is on with us today because not only is he the head coach of TCU men's tennis, but he is also a TCU alum. He graduated in 1996 with a degree in marketing. So, Coach, before we talk about what you're doing now, let's talk about why uh, you decided to become a TCU Horn Frog, you know, all those years ago. Yes, well, uh, back in, uh, I was being recruited in 1991-92. I, I came in in the fall of 92, and there was, uh, even back then in tennis at least, there was a connection with, with Southern California. There were a few players. One is Devin Bowen, the main one. Devin Bowen is our other coach right now on our tennis team he was on the tennis team at TCU so he told coach about me and coach Bartson was legendary had the best reputation in the country as a coach as a person as a mentor and TCU was two or three in the nation in 1991 so when I got the opportunity to come here I I took it so back in 91, 92, when you were being recruited, how familiar were you with uh, Fort Worth, Texas, coming from Southern California? So not, not, not very familiar, but they did have a tournament in Dallas every Thanksgiving, a national tournament. So when I came to play that, because I knew Devin, Devin Bowen, he was two years ahead of me in school, I would come and visit him or hang out with him, stay with him during that tournament. And I got to see a little bit of TCU, got to meet some of the guys on the team. And uh, so I, that's that's how much I knew. that. Other than that, I did not know much more about TCU. Well, you certainly fit right in when you were here. You, uh, you had a very accomplished playing career. You were a three-time All-American, nationally ranked all four years. Helped the team finish top seven each of your last three years. So, of all those accolades, what are some of your most memorable moments as a tennis player um, during your time here at TCU? Yes, I did. I, I had the best time. That's uh, the reason why I'm here today. I had the best experience. Coach Bartson was not only a great coach, but just such an unbelievably positive and, and uh, good influence for me. My dad passed away in 
January of my freshman year. My dad was older. My dad was born in 1928. Coach Barson was born in 1927. So I think there was a, a good um, connection. I, I grew up with an older dad, and, and Coach Barton was considered an older coach. So we, we, you know, I was used to that, and, and he was great. Uh, I, I, you know, we had so many, so many good moments as as a player. We were we finished third my senior year and winning conference. That year, beating Texas here at home, my senior year, getting the Gatorade bath on Coach Barton, something that, that was very exciting to all of us. And even though we had won the conference just about every year, uh, we had to come from behind that day, and, and Texas was also ranked top five. So it was it was an absolute battle. And uh, getting Coach Barton with a, with a Gatorade shower was uh, something that I'll never forget. And... You can speak to this both from a coach's perspective and a and a player perspective, but obviously we talk about your your individual accolades. You're you're individually ranked nationally when you're when you're a student athlete here. Um, you obviously you play some doubles um, as a student athlete, a tennis player here, but also it has so it is a team dynamic, but it's also individual. How um, when you were playing were you able to balance the I've really got to focus on my game in order for the team to be able to have that great celebration um, that you guys had at the end of the season. Yes, yes, it is. It is something very unique about tennis that you grow up your whole family. I mean, your whole family. You grow up your whole life as a as an individual tennis player. You just worry about yourself and getting better, and then you come and now you're part of a team. So I I personally love the team aspect. I personally thrived in that team aspect I, I it's one of the reasons why I love doubles that it wasn't just me I was I had a bad temper and and when I played for just myself my I it's almost like it got to a point where I didn't care if my temper would get the best of me on the court and I would lose matches that I shouldn't lose but when it came when it came to playing for the team in the spring and in the dual matches I knew that it wasn't my team's fault that I had a bad temper so so all of a sudden I my just my my mindset my mentality was so much better that it got I I played better I had better results as a as a playing for the team than I did individually I would beat guys in the fall in tennis in the fall is individual and then and then in the spring you play for the team and and I would lose to guys in the fall and then the spring I was able to beat them, and it's all because of that that team aspect and being part of a a bigger a, a bigger thing, a bigger cause out there. And I absolutely loved it. Um, so it was uh, great memories, and I was lucky enough to have a great doubles partner. Paul Robinson was my age. We came in together. He was at at one point he was number one in the nation in singles, and then we were number one in the nation in doubles. So I was very lucky to have a great doubles partner, a great person, a great influence, as well as the rest of the guys on the team. So as as part of a student athlete, uh, along with being a tennis player, you're also a, a TC student like everybody else was. So what were some of the other maybe friendships and activities maybe that you got involved with um, as a student? Well, activities, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can uh, talk about that, right? We, we were all students, but... Uh, no, you know, I I love that side. I love the other side of campus. I love my relationship with the professors. Became, you know, personally uh, 
sort of friends with or, or acquaintances with, with some of our professors. A lot of them are tennis players. Uh, Dr. Moncrief was my marketing dean back then. He still come out here playing tennis. Dr. Gutierrez, he's out here playing tennis, and he was my financial uh, professor for finance. So uh, I always felt that walking around campus, that after you're here a year or two, I'm a, I'm a very social person. I'm a people person, and, and I loved walking around and knowing a lot of students that were not tennis players, a lot of the professors. I had Japanese was my minor. I had my Japanese professor for four years. You know, obviously, four years of taking the same class with the same professor, you you come close. So I, I love that. I loved, I loved feeling that family side to TC, that family side to to the campus, and it's the reason why why I'm back. And it's something that I that I sort of talk about on the recruiting process because of the size of the school, because of the way TCU is structured and located. Everything is right here. And because of our core values as a, as a university with the whole family aspect to it, I, I'll let the students know, you come to TCU, you're not just going to know athletes. You're not just going to hang out with athletes. You're going to have friends outside of the, athletic depart- uh, of the athletic department, just regular students. You're going to be a regular student, and 20, 30 years from now, you're going to be doing business or being married or whatever to to students that had absolutely nothing to do with, with the athletic department, because that's what I've seen happen to me and, and my other uh, my other teammates as well. You, say, you talk about you saw some of your deans and professors out there on the tennis court. Did you ever uh, play them in uh, maybe your off time and their off time? Man, if, if Dr. <laughs> Gutierrez was listening right now he he would be like he, you better you better say it in public you better say he claims that he won one point from me back in the day as a player and i i did remind them that i said look if if i did lose a point to you you know i was probably in between a b and an a or something like that, <laughs> you know, I needed that little bump. So i wasn't stupid so he kind of laughed about that but no yeah i did i would play with him and and hit i think tennis is a great a great sport for that and and i still do i haven't done it this year covid kind of put a stop to it but we we for a year or two we had a fun uh come and play tennis with with myself and the other coaches here on staff at lunchtime once a week we would go in our courts here and whoever wanted to play tennis just show up at lunch and 10 to 12 professors would show up and, and we would get to play tennis and this is only two or three years ago as a as a as a coach. So it's been it's been great building those relationships. I love I love that feeling. I love the the feeling of being part of something bigger than just a bunch of tennis players. And uh, that's why you know that's why I'm here. And I love TCU about for that. Well, that sounds like a tradition. A tradition you definitely need to bring back as uh, people start to get more of their hands on the pandemic and find a way to do things safely. That sounds like a great actor activity. Which one? The, uh, having having professors come by, you know, eleven to twelve at lunchtime, and uh, and playing yeah. with them that'd be that'd be a great thing to bring back and uh, really bring the community together. You're you're absolutely right. You're right. and I know they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We had staff be part of it. We had staff from the athletic department. It's, it was really fun way for everybody to you you know you. It's just the sport of tennis. The sport of tennis. That's what it does. It brings people together from all sorts of 
different departments and different aspects of life and you come out and you play tennis even though it's a very competitive personal thing when you're competing against somebody in tennis you also get a, a great connection so no you're right you're right i just uh haven't haven't gotten around to it i didn't want i didn't want to start it and not be able to commit to it and that's uh that fear of of getting it started and not being good about keeping it going it's what's kept me from doing but you're absolutely right rob i i do need to bring it back <laughs> Um, well, unfortunately when people graduate, you know, they have to leave TCU and start their professional life. Uh, you know, everyone, when you're a senior, you're so excited to graduate. Then after you graduate, you're like, I really wish I was a student again. Um, we all, we all know that we, both of us know this from uh, graduating from TCU, but you graduated and ended up, uh, then you pursued your professional tennis career. So you were number 41 in the ATP uh, professional doubles ranking. So how did professional life differ from uh, your time as a student athlete? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a, a special part of it. You grow up as a, as a young tennis player my whole life. The, I never, I never would have thought that I would, be 41 in the world and be able to play Wimbledon and U.S. Open and all the Grand Slams and travel the world doing what what you love to do and and it was definitely a dream come true. It's it's different. It's it's a lot. It's not as glamorous as you would think. It's a huge sacrifice. It's uh, you're on the road. You live out of your suitcase. Uh, it's hard to develop those great relationships, even though you do with other players, but you're. You know, you're in a different country week to week, and it can get – it's tough. It's not easy. It's something that we talk to our players a lot about. Uh, forget about your game. It's, it's learning to to be on the road. Uh, it's it's a huge part of being a professional tennis player. But uh, absolutely loved it. I, I was lucky and fortunate enough to play Davis Cup for Mexico. That was also very special. And finally got to play for a team, which I absolutely loved from my experience at TCU. And, um, you know, I, I was able to, I guess, look back and, and say that, uh, that I, you know, played on all those grand slams. And, and the best part about that now today is a lot of our recruiting, a lot of those co co competitive players. And again, tennis, you get to know each other really well on the court, they're coaches now. And then we get a lot of our recruits from those relationships, not just me, but Devin. Devin Baldwin, I only played on the tour for four years. He was a quick up and a quick down. I had too many injuries, made too many mistakes as a professional athlete uh, as far as taking care of my body. But Devin, Devin had a 13-year career. He got up at size 39 in the ATP. He, was, uh, he knew everybody. He was super professional, had the best reputation out there as a, as a professional, as a disciplinarian and very um, disciplined himself. And so together we were able to to maximize that in the recruiting aspect from from our relationships as players. Hmm. And so then, uh, unfortunately, you're you have to stop being a professional athlete. Uh, but you got into coaching with USTA, and then uh, eventually you make your way back to TCU. So talk about how you got involved in coaching and how it, it ended you up back here. Yes, uh, I I always wanted to be a coach. I if you would have asked me when I was a sophomore at TCU what my dream job would have been, I would have told you to be the TCU head coach. And um, so that that was always in my mind. 
I love coaching. Uh, I know that Coach Bartson used to tell jokes that I would be telling him about some teammates two, three courts away that he needed to stop doing whatever and start doing something a little different during my match. So that was kind of one of the jokes. So I, I always knew I wanted to be a coach. I was very fortunate to be hired when I had all those injuries. I got a call from Michael Center, who had been uh, two years here at TCU as head coach, did a great job here from 98 to 2000. He got the job at University of Texas. And I thought it was a great place to start. So he hired me to be the assistant at Texas. And I was there for two years. And then I went to St. Stephen's in the sort of the tennis academy route. Uh, great experience there. Learned a lot. Learned a lot about dealing with kids and, 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 and teaching, not so much coaching, but actually teaching the game of tennis. Then um, I was hired by the USTA, became a national coach for five years from 2005 to 2010. And I was it took my knowledge of all the science behind and I was surrounded by the best players in the world, by the best coaches in the world. It was an unbelievable education for me. Uh, lucky enough to coach national teams uh, in the world stage, just learned a lot. It was great for me. And then when the opportunity came to be the head coach at TCU in 2010, I jumped all over and I was lucky and fortunate enough that Mr. Chris Conte with Jack Hasselbrock, they, they hired me, and I've been here since. So I started here in, in September of 2010. And you've really gotten the TCU to be much of a, a more, I mean, it was already at a great tennis program prior to you becoming head coach, but the real community feel with all the with all the home tennis matches, it's really become an event now. Um, when you, you play at home, you're 103 and 30, uh, you beat four t- top 20 teams this year, um, including number one Florida um, and the, on your way to the national championship, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But in your mind, what makes a great home TCU match for Horn Frogs to want to go to? Yeah, well, it's, it's the atmosphere. Uh, like you mentioned, it is, uh, we, we, you know, as you said, my marketing degree, right, from the Neely, <laughs> Neely School of Business. So I put that to work. I, I knew what it was like as a player to be highly ranked and, and, you know, coach Bartson was, was a lot. He was the greatest ever, but not a promoter, not a marketer. So that was the one little pet peeve I had is like, God, we're ranked top five in the nation. And we have like the same 20 people come and watch us play. So that was a personal thing. I promised the guys that we would change that. I'm in my offense right now in on the board in my office still says a thousand fans at a tennis match. That was the first thing I put on the board, let the players participate and give ideas. And we've tried absolutely everything. And at the end of the day, we just want our TCU community, our students, and our own players to have a fun, memorable experience. That When they look back, you know how life is. They don't realize how awesome it is right now when they get to compete and, and be 20 years old that one day they'll You'll have responsibilities like kids and work and job, and but at least they can close their eyes and look back 20 years behind and and think, wow, that was a, that was the greatest experience ever. So that's that's the goal. I also I also feel that we're very fortunate to have a beautiful outdoor tennis center. It's a beautiful setting. We're located in the middle of the nicest neighborhood. Five country clubs within 10 minutes from here. 
people that play tennis live right around here. We've got plenty of parking lots unless baseball steals it from us. Uh, so it's, there is really no excuse not to come here. There, there are a lot of hurdles that other programs have to overcome that we don't uh, with all the things that I've mentioned. And then, you know, just the setting of our courts is beautiful. So we just, we create a sort of a fun festival type atmosphere. We want the people to feel welcome. We want them out here at, the, at our tennis center and, and tennis college tennis is exciting. Once you kind of figure it out, how, how the scoring works and how each match you start getting, you know, which, which match is going to come down to, and you start watching that. And, uh, coach Greg Patton at Boise State used to say it's like going to the movie theaters and you get to watch six different movies and you know one might be a, a tearjerker one might be a horror story one might be a massacre one, one might be a comedy and one might be a really good match I mean you just get a little bit of everything different personalities so it's it is a lot of fun and we've been able to capitalize on that and be able to transmit that and share that with the community so uh, it's worked out. We're we're known for our fans. We're known for our crowd. I wish we were a little louder at times, but at the same time, we're super classy, and that's not a bad thing either. Well, I believe the the profile of your matches is going to pick up this spring. After you know, last week you beat number three Tennessee at the ITA Indoor National Championship. So. Talk about the emotions of that day. Was it, Were you preparing any different? Was there more nerves beforehand? Did you have to coach different or tell the guys, you know, how to focus a little bit different? Or was it just like another normal match day? No, we, we, we prepare exactly the same way. I think that's from learning the hard way that if you prepare when you play a team that's ranked 150 like you're playing – you know, number one ranked Ohio State in the semifinals of nationals or Tennessee number three in the finals, that if you play those matches against whoever, they're ranked 150 in the country and a team that you know you're going to beat or whatever you think, and you prepare the same way you would prepare in the finals of a national, then then it's just another day. And that helps, that helps the players, that helps us as coaches to keep our our emotions in check a little bit. Obviously, there are more do more butterflies in your stomach. I, I noticed that myself, when we won the doubles match in the finals, which I knew was critical for us to, to win the, the title, I found myself very excited and overly excited. And when I get excited, I know this from learning, I get, I, I, I tend to, you know, you can see that. You can, it's hard for me to hide that, that emotion and it's not, it doesn't help the players. So I went to the bathroom. I went to the locker room and took a two-minute, three-minute break right after doubles and took a deep breath and and uh, got myself, my heart rate down to a level that I could pretend like I was really chill with our players and fake it really well and, you know, kind of talk like this, like no big deal, nothing's going on when my heart rate was uh, jumping out of my, out of my shirt. And um, so... You know, as a coach, it's it's um, people think that it's what you say that that helps the players, but I I believe and I learned from other coaches out there, it's really it's what you didn't say that that didn't hurt them. Um, so it's it's more as a coach, you just want to stay out of the way, 
let the players be players, let them get into their own into their own little competitive mode, let them get in the zone, stay out of the way, and, and just give them bits and pieces, but let them, you know, tennis, as you mentioned earlier here, is it's an individual sport, so you just got to let them let them do the thing and win or lose. The players are the ones that make it happen and and they should be very, very proud for what they accomplished last week in Seattle, winning the national championship. So do you remember the exact moment you were able to actually let all that emotion out and you didn't have to pretend anymore? And, and what was that like? <laughs> well, I was on the other side and there was a big scoreboard and I was with our number one player, Luke Fumba, and my number one job with him is to keep him focused. And and he knows that we have two courts on the other side. And any second we could we could win the national championship. So he keeps looking up at the scoreboard. I'm telling him not to look at the scoreboard. <laughs> but I'm probably telling him not to look at the scoreboard. And I'm looking at the scoreboard as I'm telling him not to look at the scoreboard. <laughs> so it was nerve-wracking, nerve-wracking, because we've all seen it. You can get so close. And we've been there that you get so close and you don't. You know, the nerves get to you or whatever. The other guys make a move and the momentum can really turn around. So it's not over until it's over. So when I was running across there and was able to go to our freshman, Pedro Vives from Spain, when he clinched and I, and I hugged him, I think I jumped, literally jumped on him. That's when, uh, you know, a lot of that emotion came out. Well, and most people, when you see, you think of a national championship and you've climbed the hard hurdle from all this off-season work and you can let all the emotion out and then you can kind of just relax for a couple weeks and then kind of, you know, just let it go and, and, and train later. Well, you have another regular season match in nine days. So how do you do that kind of turnaround? Like track and field does the same thing going from indoor to outdoor in such a quick span after you won the national championship, nine days later, you have to go back to regular season play. Yeah. And it's not just a match, right? We're playing, we're playing outdoors, which we haven't done uh, against a top 20 team, a team that was ranked top five last year, Michigan, big program. We get to play them tomorrow at two o'clock and it's going to be in just an absolute war. And I, I don't know what we're going to get. Right. Uh, our guys never won a national championship. So, you know, we, we, we talked to the players. We, we did enjoy it. We did. Um, I, I wanted them to, to enjoy it. I didn't want them to, to wait. And because you just don't know, and life's too short and we've all learned, you know, things like COVID or whatever, you just don't know what's, what's around the corner. So we, they did enjoy it uh, for a day or two days. We travel here, the reception, from from the student body, from the administration, from our TCU community, from our alumni, the outreach has been unbelievable, even better than the national championship itself. It's been great. So, but now it's uh, it's back to work, and we've been preparing the best that we could for this match uh, coming up. It's it's, it's difficult. Um, the weather didn't help. We wanted to get about seven, eight days of practice outdoors in preparation for this match because of the weather and the rain and the snow and the sleet, we're only going to get about four days. So not, not ideal, but it happens and it's, you got to deal with it. So we'll see what we got tomorrow, but uh, that national championship, nobody will be able to take it away from these guys ever. And when you're going from indoor to outdoor, just so fans are maybe jumping on the bandwagon for the first time, 
what's kind of the difference in how the players play from the indoor season to outdoor? Yeah, so so it's uh it's a little slower. Uh and then and then it's not as it's not the points are longer because the conditions are slower, the points are longer, and then you have all the elements of the outdoors. You have the wind, the sun, the ball bounces different. We have courts that are very high bouncing our indoor courts are low bouncing so we got to get used to these longer points keeping your focus longer uh, patience winning points sort of the hard way uh, not the easy way indoors you can sort of slap your way out of points and hit big serves and big shots that they don't come back The, the court helps you the conditions help you for quick points you go out outdoors and it's a lot longer points uh, way more physical uh, fitness plays a bigger part outdoors um, and you know certain guys on our team are are better indoors than they are outdoors because of their game style and some of our players are better outdoors than indoors because of their game style we just haven't had the reps that we want uh, that we wanted but uh, we'll we'll go out there and and compete as as hard as we can so we'll we don't have a team we're not considered an indoor team. So that's good. These guys are, I would say some, some teams have won the national indoor championship in the past, like a, like an Ohio state. They were sort of known as an indoor, indoor type team. We're not, we're not. I, our players can, they're just as good outdoors. Um, and we'll, it'll take some time to get to that, but uh, we'll, we'll do everything we can as soon as we can. We don't have a choice. We got Michigan, and then we go on the road and play Illinois, another top 20 program, and then we go play at UCLA. We've had the hardest schedule of any program leading up to the national indoors and play the national indoors, and now we have Michigan, Illinois, UCLA all back-to-back-to-back. Well, the uh, TCU has has gotten on the map uh, in the offseason – uh, from one of the uh, prominent alums, Cam Nori has broken through, won some tournaments. Uh, recently, this last week, and made the final of the Mexican Open versus Rafael Nadal, who everyone knows. Uh, he's now Cam is now up to 12th in the world in the ranking. So, how often do you get to kind of keep in touch with him about, you know, how he's kind of had this meteoric rise of late? Yeah, it's been it's been very exciting, not just for him. Not just for Devin and I as coaches and Derek. Devin still works with him. He's Devin's been the main main coach for him ever since he got here. He is also coached by our tennis alum, Facundo Lugones, who played for us from 2012 to th- 2011 to 2015, who was a teammate of his. He's been his coach from day one on the tour, done an unbelievable job. Facundo actually won. ATP Coach of the Year. He's also a TCU Tennis Horn Frog. Yeah, he's here in town. He's they're here this week. So Cameron comes here any opportunity he gets. He's got a family, the Capels that he stays with. He practices with our guys. Facundo, this is like a second home for them, uh, and we love that. We've created that. We want all of them to feel. And and uh, Cameron's been uh, just incredible what he's done and how he's done it and what him and Facundo have accomplished is a lot to be proud of. And his career is still young. He's still, he was born in 1995. So whatever that makes him, 26 years old, uh, he's got a lot, a lot 
long career ahead of him. So we're just proud of him. He's doing it the right way. He's been a huge ambassador for not just TCU tennis, but TCU. And we, we couldn't be more proud of him. And he's not the only one. We've got a few other guys. Alistair Gray just won his fourth uh, lower-level professional tournament. He just graduated. He could have played for us this year. Alex Rivakov is ranked in the 300s. He's playing out there. Nick Chappell, Reese Solder, Jerry Lopez playing Davis Cup for Mexico. So we have a few others there. We that was all, one of the goals. One of the goals that we had. We wanted to create what baseball did, where you, in football where you have all those players out on the tour and they come back and train here and kind of make it a second hub for them to continue to get better. So we've been lucky enough to create that and and it's been fun. It's just uh, it's uh, we're very very fortunate as coaches to be involved in something like that. Well, it's been it's been phenomenal to see Cam and and Facundo and then the other alumni as you as you mentioned really kind of grow up with them um, and begin giving TCU more of that global brand. Uh, but for you as a coach, how much uh, more special does it make for Cam and Facundo to be doing it together? And, and Facundo ha- going from teammate to coach. I mean, is that how unique is that? And and did you know Facundo had? Was he kind of like you that when he was playing, you knew he was going to be a coach while he was playing? Yes. So Facundo, Facundo won scholar TCU scholar athlete of the year. So obviously there's some some discipline there and some brains behind all that. So we we obviously you get to know these guys really well. We we have so much respect for Facundo as a person, and he's emotionally a genius, and he's so humble and and so professional uh he knows cameron he knew him as a teammate he also facundo was our volunteer coach that first year he got to coach cameron from that you know in that in that setting as a volunteer coach he was in charge of that court little did we know at the time that we were creating this uh huge partnership uh you asked if it's common it's, it's not common at all it's a uh, credit to to facundo and to cameron that what you see is you see a young guy, a young player rise in the rankings and move up the rankings. And, you know, top 100 is kind of a, uh, you know, it would be like a, be a starting lineup in, in some baseball team being top 100 in singles. And a lot of players make the mistake of feeling like, oh, Facundo's never coached a top 100 player. I'm, you know, I'm the only player he, he's ever coached. I need to get a more experienced and, a, you know, better coach. And they make that mistake. So credit to 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 Cameron, credit to Devin Bowen, who's instrumental in that whole relationship. Credit to Facundo and all the people around and, and, and Cameron's family that they they see how well this is working. They they realize that the grass is not greener uh on the other side and they've stayed together and I'm sure they have a very, very special relationship being all those things that we mentioned not just player coach, but teammates and best friends and uh, not easy. And uh, so credit to all of them uh, that this is, you know, they're still going on. And I hope wouldn't it be unbelievable that they, they stay together for forever, many, many, many years. But uh, regardless of that, they've done an unbelievable job together. I mean, Facundo, coach of the year, how much more can you, can you do that as a coach than be ATP coach of the year? Uh, with a player that you started with, and now he's 12 in the in the in the world, uh, playing at the top of the stage. He was Cameron at the end of the last year in tennis. 
we have the end of the year masters the end of the year where the top eight players play and it's i mean it's so hard to make it it's only been lately two college ex-college players have been able to participate in the singles and that's john isner played it and and cameron played it last year so remarkable year and then what he did last two weeks he won a professional $250,000 tournament in, in Del Rey, and then he got to the finals and lost to Nadal in the finals of the Mexican Open, a $500,000 event. So he's doing great, and we're just very proud of him. And, and one aspect of, you talk about all the travel these guys do, one aspect of tennis is how heavy an emphasis is placed on the international players. In fact, your entire roster is made up of international players, which is usually phenomenal in and of itself, but how did the pandemic affect recruiting and watching these players develop? And, you know, when with travel restrictions, how do you get to know what, you know, the, the kids from across the across the world are doing? Yeah, definitely. The pandemic definitely changed things for everybody, not, not just us, but just in a bigger, more important way, just the whole world uh, changed. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it wasn't easy. You know, you rely on, online and and videos and more of that you don't get to see them in person um we we love american tennis players we we would love to have a team like we did five years ago where we were top 10 in the country and we had 70 percent of our roster was american uh, unfortunately it's not that now and we love foreigners and you know that's just the way it's it's worked it's uh you know we can get into a conversation as to why why it may be that way right now for our 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 roster but next year we have a one of the top five american recruits coming to tcu and once you get one then you get his buddy and the other ones and then you know i wouldn't be surprised if three years from now we're again 70 percent american so that's just the way it is I, i feel like at the end of the day our job is to to put the best best team out there get the best players we can get uh players that will represent TCU on and off the court the way that they're our chancellor, the way our, our, our alumni uh, would be proud of. And I, I feel very confident that we've done that uh, in the classroom, outside the classroom. It's been good. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. You never know, right, what this 19, 20-year-olds can do. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky. And it's, um, you know, we uh, hopefully we we – it's the last year or so that we're 100% foreigner. And when it's not tennis season, where can we find Coach Roditi uh, hanging out? Or, or what do you like to do when it's not having to recruit or or, or play or coach? What are your interests? Well, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, or almost six-year-old and an eight-year-old, almost. So that's uh, that keeps me pretty busy. And when I'm not with them, and I'm not working. I am at the uh, Ridgely Country Club Golf Course, so I I do love golf. I like it. It's uh it's very challenging. Brings out the best and worst in me. Uh, I get to meet different a different crowd. It's been a lot of fun, and so I do enjoy I do enjoy playing golf and pickleball. Pickleball lately, it's been fun fun to play as well. Pickle man is the uh, is the. A new way to play tennis, as I've uh, yeah. as people get to see. There's a, a new court over here here by TCU for people that haven't checked it out. Yeah, we have courts here at, at the tennis center that people can come and pay five dollars and play. It's great. 
and also you know the new establishment courtside kitchen it's uh awesome they've done a great job there the food is amazing and the courts are beautiful and there's a lot of other stuff it's kind of a restaurant bar pickleball is just two minutes from tcu so yeah, if you don't, if I'm not uh, at TCU or on the golf course, I'm probably uh, playing pickleball there at Courtside Kitchen. Well, if you take it as a student, alum, coach, I guess member of the community, what would you say your favorite TCU memory is over these uh, over these couple decades you've been a part of as you've been a Horn Frog? Yeah, I think my experience as a as a as a student, as a member of the tennis team, and playing and developing those relationships with our guys with our community you know with our tcu students uh it's uh it's an experience that i'll never ever ever forget uh you mentioned earlier how you know these guys will graduate and then they'll go get a job well i figured out a way that i could somehow get back here (laughs) to fort worth and actually have a you know, have a job and, and be able to sort of uh, watch these guys go through this experience and this process. And it's so neat to see them come in as an 18-year-old uh, boy and leave four or five years later educated and as men. And that's what we tell the parents. That's our promise. You'll give us a boy. We'll give you back a man and uh, and watch them, watch them go through that transition, which is exactly what I felt happened to me coming in as a 18 year old and living as a 22 year old and I know what coach Bartson meant to me so we do our best to do the same here for our guys and we'll wrap up with this you talk about you know how special it was that you gr- were able to graduate then find a way to come back well you know you're not alone in that pursuit you've had you know there's a, a number of TCU coaches that are alumni whether it be head coaches like yourself and coach Dixon uh, with men's basketball or the assistant coaches like, like you have on your staff. And I feel like every sport here at TCU has at least two uh, assistant coaches that are alumni. What makes TCU so special in your mind that so many Horn Frogs are, are wanting to come back and, and rejoin the family in a, in a professional capacity? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it starts at the top. I think it's the, the job that Chancellor Boschini has done and, and um, the the you know Mr. Ferrari before him and uh, they are they just set this this environment where you feel very safe, very comfortable, very loved, very taken care of, uh, pushed and challenged. Uh, but it it is it is an extended family, and and the relationship developed with the other athletes in the past. It's hard to say that today, but in the past we didn't. I remember kind of feeling like we were just sort of coming from a school that wasn't quite as big or had the the, the resources and maybe a university, a bigger university like Texas or A&M, and they had the, all the fancy stuff. And, and we took so much pride in, in beating them uh, with less. You know, we're maybe doing laundry in between whatever at a tournament and they have all the fancy spoiled stuff. And these days it's harder to develop that because our guys get so much, you know, being part of the Big 12. But that was, uh, that was, that's, that's, I love that. I love that, that mindset. And I love the way our baseball coach, Sloshner, who used to refer us, we're a, we're a, you know, white collar team to the, to the outside, but in, within ourselves, we're blue collar and, and we take pride in, in going out there and being those, 
those programs that in people's views, you know, they have more, more money or whatever, more resources. So that, that I think is what brings it together. I know there's some, I heard there's only about 50,000 living alums. So we know we got to stick together. We know we got to uh, help each other out and, and support each other and show that, that love to TCU. And that's what keeps us growing and, and makes us uh, be able to compete with the, with the bigger universities. Well, you as an ambassador of the university and now bringing a national championship certainly show that when Horned Frogs come together, there's nothing we can't do. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's exactly what we hope that this is just uh, the tip of the iceberg. That there are many, we've had so many good uh, other sports, you know, Rifle got it going with so many championships. I don't even know how many Rifle has won. They started it. This is this is another one, and we're hoping that whether it's beach volleyball or baseball or basketballs or any of the track uh, as a team, be able to win those national championships. We hope that that's – we do believe that winning is contagious, and, and when you see your buddy succeed, and um, then it makes you want to do it. And I know our golf team has had a great program. That they've been close. Baseball's been at the World, uh, College World Series many, many times, and they'll, they'll – Hopefully this helps them get get through that hump and get the whole ship the whole title. Well, Coach Rodini, thank you so much for joining us today. We know you've got to go get on the uh, preparations for Michigan and and hopefully get us to an outdoor national title. <laughs> yeah, we're as you say, we just gotta we gotta get through this one. <laughs> we gotta beat Michigan first. That's all. That's all we're thinking about. We love to see our alums out here. Uh, outdoors, very family-friendly uh, setting. My kids run around here. It's all fenced in, lots of room to run around. You don't have to be quiet. We can play. You let the kids run wild and have fun. And uh, we'd love to see more more home trucks out here uh, watching our guys. So thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me here. It's been uh, the the support and and the. Uh, the recession we've gotten from the TCU and the Fort Worth community has been uh, unbelievable. So, so humbling. And I couldn't be more grateful and more thankful for everybody's, um, what they've done and made us feel this last week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to get in touch with us to share your story, please contact us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at TCU Alumni. We look forward to sharing our next story of how TCU Alumni are changing the world.